Hey there, and welcome to the Heart of a Mill Spouse podcast, where we focus on re-sparking your inner purpose using empowered action and personal growth tools. I'm Jayla Ray Ardeline, your host and late career Army Mill Spouse. I joined this lifestyle later in life and the learning curve was gigantic. Since the day I said yes to this relationship over five years ago, I've been collecting and curating personal growth tools to support you. So excited you've tuned in. Welcome to the deployment series. So for practical and obvious reasons, the Heart of the Mill Spouse podcast will begin with a deployment series because my spouse is indeed deployed. He'll be gone for 12 months. I started recording this podcast series during month one and plan to chronicle the journey as I go. If you're looking for extra support, maybe your spouse is currently deployed, coming up, or this is just something you know you're going to need preparedness in your tool belt for later, I've created a deployment support kit for you. It includes an emotional support checklist leading up to the day zero, how to prepare for the extra space coming your way, and how to find something to look forward to. This is a completely free resource, and you can find it at jaylaray.com forward slash deployment kit. I'll also include a link in the show notes. Thanks so much. Well, hey there, Jayla Ray here, and I am joined by Ashley McGee. Ashley McGee is a certified wellness life coach and health coach for military women. Having served in active duty and being a dual military spouse, she understands the unique challenges that face women in our community. She helps her clients create healthy habits in each of what she calls the four pillars of health, which are food, fitness, sleep, and mindset. Hey, Ashley, thanks so much for joining me in this conversation today. Hey, Jayla, thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. So glad you could be here. So today we're going to talk about deployment and health and kind of how those two things relate to each other or don't relate to each other at all, as I'm guessing. Um, but first, tell me a little bit more about who you are and what is your orientation to military life today? How you doing? Tell me all the things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm actually dual military. Um, so I am both active duty and a military spouse, right? So um, kind of start of my career, I, um, I commissioned out of the Naval Academy in 2013 and uh, commissioned out as, as a surface warfare officer. So my first tour was on a Flight 1 destroyer, uh, USS Paul Hamilton, out of Hawaii. Uh, so I was there for two years and then went to a Desron staff in Norfolk, Virginia. So I must have really irritated someone that they sent me from Hawaii to Virginia. Uh, but <laughs> That's a slap in the face. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, who did you piss off? Um, and while I was out there, I met my now husband. Um, he is a Hawkeye pilot but he's not in a flying role right now. He's kind of doing more of the, the shore tour job, but we dated for about a year and then, you know, standard military stories started doing that distance. <laughs> um, so I went to grad school in Monterey, California, and he was stationed down in San Diego. So we were distant the whole time I was in grad school. So that was two years. And then about a month before I graduated, he deployed to Qatar in the Middle East and was there for about, he was gone for about 10 months, um, which 
coincided with me doing a PCS to uh, where I'm stationed now, which is Port Wainimi. Okay, which, my by the head way- is spinning. <laughs> This is so much to take in. Keep going. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So, (laughs) and it gets better, right? Because this, this uh, PCS that took place while my husband was gone, it was, you know, January of 2020. So. Of course uh, it was. (laughs) Of course it was. Yeah. Um, So I had about three months to like make friends and figure out my job before COVID shut down the world. Um, and if you couldn't tell, by the way, I am speaking, I'm very extroverted. So having my human be gone and going to max telework at work, um, I don't do well not being around people. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was an interesting experience, but he came home in September of 2020. So we just celebrated our first year of actually living together amazing congratulations so glad you finally got to that point (laughs) yep and we're still married we still like each other so (laughs) awesome so things are on a great track things are things are going well but they're not going swimmingly let's we can put it that way (laughs) yeah we're we're on the uphill so um that's kind of like my military background and also being a a mill spouse kind of uh in a very quick nutshell (laughs) awesome and where, sorry, did you say where you're currently stationed? Oh yeah. I'm in Port Wainimi, California. So I'm like an hour outside of LA. Oh, okay. Nice. I don't know anything about that area. So These I live all... on the beach. That's all you need to know. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, I feel like after what you just told me, you really deserve it. So you go for it. You live on the beach. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so tell me a little bit more about like your personal experience with deployment. Yeah. Um, so basically out of, uh, 18 month period, I was gone 11 months. I did my first tour. I did an eight eight and a half ish deployment, eight and a half month ish deployment, um, to the Arabian Gulf, which yay, Middle East. And then I transferred and thankfully didn't have to deploy immediately with the strike group um but i met them about halfway through deployment and did another like three and a half four months of deployment with them again to the middle east to the arabian gulf so uh i feel no desire to ever go back to like dubai i've been there like four times at this point (laughs) okay well hopefully hopefully it's not in your future again although Again, based on what you told me, you're probably going back there. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be like, (laughs) what? Thankfully, I'm not in a deploying status anymore. So um, unless I really felt like I needed to get back out there, would not happen. And Mm -hmm. that is just fine with me. (laughs) Yeah. But what I find so interesting about your experience is that you have been deployed and you also have experienced your partner being deployed. So you have Mm -hmm. the both sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you a really hard question. <laughs> Which of those would you prefer related to your health, your wellness and meeting your own goals? Uh, man, this is, this is going to sound brutal, but me being home, my, my spouse being deployed. <laughs> That's what you would prefer. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, I'm surprised by that answer. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I guess to be fair, while he was gone, I would, I mean, I'm, 
the, the fact that we just lived in our first year together is important with that, right? Because when I went into his deployment, I wasn't used to, to sharing space with him. I think I'd probably have a lot harder time with it now. And it was hard, but like from a health and wellness and being able to stay kind of true to, to my goals and taking care of myself, you have so much more latitude and, and flexibility to do those things when you are shoreside than when you're underway on a ship. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No. And now that you explain it a little bit further, that makes 100% sense. <laughs> Um, and do y'all have kids? Uh, two fur babies as a count. We have very cute cats. <laughs> I mean, the fur babies count definitely a different level to have a child, but <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I totally relate to you in saying that you have a little bit more bandwidth when your partner is gone, because like your time isn't being filled by children and school and activities and whatever they have going on on your own calendar. And your calendar mm. is still your own. Absolutely. And there's a lot of open space or can be, there can be a lot of open space to either like fill and be productive or attempt to reach your goals or do the exact opposite because you have the gift of time. And so there mm -hmm. isn't actually pressure <laughs> to, yeah. to meet those and keep moving forward. Well, and, and also considering like, I'm also active duty, right? So when he was gone, like I was still working my Navy job doing in that. So that occupied, I didn't have like, you know, this space of time where I was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't have kids. I, my humans not here. Like, I don't know. Um, you know, that, that definitely was still kind of occupying my life as well. Yeah. But in terms of like your social calendar or what do I do on the weekends or yeah, Those until COVID happened. And then, yeah. <laughs> of course. And then I did a lot of sewing and knitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we all kind of took up a, a couple hobbies during that time that we probably have since left in the dust. So makes total sense. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thanks for sharing a little bit more about that. And I think one of the things I wanted to highlight with our conversation today was. I would love to hear from you what you define as like a health or wellness related goal and mm. maybe why they're important to strive for and kind of the common themes that you see in working with military spouses. Oh yeah. Oh man. There's, there's, there's so many layers to that question. Oh, there, were, like... there were three questions embedded in there. Um, <laughs> I, love I it. can't, I can't ask a straight question. Apparently it's gotta be like, tell me everything. So go <laughs> ahead and tell me everything, Ashley. I love it. Um, okay. So starting first with like, like what is a health and wellness goal? Um, I really try to be cognizant about, um, you know, why, like going back to your why, what, what is it do, that you want out of your life? So if you do, if you want to lose weight, well, what, what is the reasoning behind it? Is it because you have joint pain and you want your knees to hurt less? Is it because you, you know, feel self-conscious when you take your kids to the pool because you don't want to be in a swimsuit? Um, there's a lot of nuance to that and really digging down to, you know, understanding even when you are trying to get healthier, First of all, it doesn't mean that you are any less worthy of love and respect. I think that 
we forget that a lot in, especially in like, there's a lot of toxicity in the, in the health and wellness industry, right? So I, that's kind of one of those hills that I want to die on. It's like, hey, no, like you are still worthy of love and respect. In fact, the more you believe that, the more likely you are to follow through on actions that are beneficial to your body because you want to take care of yourself. Um, so that that's kind of where I like to start there. Um, and and then with that, health and wellness is so personal, but it's also not, there's no finish line. Like I still, even as, as a health coach that has, you know, these healthy habits that I teach others, I'm still working on my own health and improving. Like it's never over. And I think that's also a common misconception. So that's kind of the, where, how I like to frame this conversation um in answering this question but for health and wellness goals you know i go back to those four pillars food fitness sleep and mindset because i think that those are easy or simple ways to focus on where you can make changes and knowing that you don't have to do all the things all at once so starting you just have to pick somewhere to start. So it's okay. If you're feeling stressed, the kids are running amok, your spouse is deployed and you're like, I don't even know what day it is, but I know I'm not coping with this the best. Then maybe the first health goal you have is instituting like a daily mindfulness or meditation practice just to provide calm for you. And and then though once you implement one habit, that's what tends to start that ball rolling for other aspects of health. But we get so fixated on, you know, oh, looking a certain way or being able to, you know, crush it at CrossFit or whatever it is and forget that those health goals can also be for your your mental health and wellness as well. And I think that's something really important, especially in the military community. Um, you asked like one of what's kind of the the biggest barrier or issue or, or the thing that pops up a lot with um, military spouses. And I think honestly, it's common with, with women generally in the military community. So spouse, active duty and veteran is, and I think honestly, I think it's a being a woman thing. We have this societal expectation to do all the things and do it perfectly and you better be serving everyone else and if you take care of yourself it is selfish and that mindset is so entrenched in so many of us that it's it's difficult to break break through and go no 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 like you can't pour from an empty cup in order to be able to show up as the best version of yourself for your kids for your spouse at work you have to take care of yourself and when it comes to your health, if you continually ignore that, that's ultimately going to not only not make you show up as the best version of yourself, but but truncate how long you're on this earth. Oh my gosh, so many nuggets of wisdom were hanging out <laughs> in what you just said. But one thing I wanted to pull out is it was so important because I've been enacting this for myself. So I've been displaying on this podcast and on social media, how I'm not really doing well with this deployment at all. <laughs> um, and I find that it's really important to chronicle when we are doing well and when we aren't doing well, because there's mm -hmm. still a lot of lessons and wisdom to be gained in both of those areas. 
And one of the things that I did recently was I just, I signed up for the gym membership and I've only been to the gym three times and I've only walked on the treadmill. Even my language, I'm saying, I've I, was, I wanted this. to ask I've you, it's like you're saying only, what, but, what judgment are you making about yourself? Right, right. <laughs> normally, normally, like in the past, my pattern of thinking would have been, it's all or nothing. We have to do it all at the same time and we do have to do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. But I took a step back and I just said, you know what, we're just going to start with walking on the treadmill. It's been a while since you've been super active. It's been a while since you've done more than walking or nature walking. I wouldn't even call it a hike more like nature walking. So like, (laughs) we're just going to ease back into it. And then Mm -hmm. eventually we're going to start with a personal trainer. And eventually we are going to make like healthier eating habits, um, and form those. And just taking the pressure off a little bit more and saying to myself that we're just going to start there was Mm -hmm. massive for me to even say. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you do find yourself like falling into that trap of like, it's all or nothing. And I have to do it all at the same time. That's really not a long-term strategy. It really Mm -hmm. does have to be stepping stones and it has to be, there has to be a starting ground. So Mm-hmm. I, I love that you promote that, um, and that you believe that and you work on that with your clients. I think that's so, so important. Um, and it can take a long time to kind of demystify that. And yes. work through that. <laughs> I, oh, I love you. I love that you said that because that is something that, you know, when, when you're feeling overwhelmed or it's, and, and then, and then the guilt sets in, right. Cause you're like, oh, I really should get that working or whatever, but what I try to encourage in, in my audience and my clients is ask yourself, what is one thing I can do to serve my body today? Just one thing. And and figure out what is the thing that makes sense for you. Is it going for a 20-minute walk? Is it shutting yourself in a room and taking a 20-minute nap? Napping is self-care, <laughs> you know? Um, but, but giving yourself that permission, again, to take that pressure off and also remembering that we go through seasons like life is not the same from from month to month year to year so to hold yourself to a standard that you're at you know three months six months five ten years ago isn't realistic and it's okay to let yourself just be in the season that you're in and figure out what your needs are in that season Absolutely. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. And currently my season is just a huge like adjustment. So trying, and that's, that's what a deployment is, is it's it's a major adjustment and it's an adjustment that can last for almost the entire length of a deployment. And then Mm -hmm. once you're finally adjusted, they're coming they back. They come back and all bets are off. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, Um, Oh, I forgot that you like suck at cleaning the dishes. <laughs> oh, dang it. Uh, we're back here. We're back here. Um, yeah. And at the, at the time of this recording, I'm almost, almost four months. Is it almost, oh my gosh, is it almost four months? This feels like the longest four months of my life. Um, it's almost four months into this deployment, but this is a year long deployment. So I'm talking the adjustment period is actually going to be longer too. If it were like six months mm-hmm. or nine months, we might be past that already. We might be like to a form of deeper 
acceptance and I might be further along in my own health goals and journey as well. Mm-hmm. But because it's such a long period of time, that adjustment period is longer too. So even just saying in month three of the deployment, I'm finally just going to get the gym membership. I'm finally just going to go walk on the treadmill. I'm going to start slow. Um, those are things that you know could benefit you and something that Ashley could support you with as well, which is actually a really good segue into a question that I wanted to ask everybody that I interview for this series. And maybe we've already answered it, but um, I believe one of the most powerful things that we can do is to give others permission. Mm -hmm. And some of that permission comes through when we share our own stories and our own perspective and what lessons we've gained from those situations, or just to be strong enough to say there is no lesson here yet, because I'm still in the muck, I'm still going through it. Um, you know, whether that's like permission to feel permission to rest or whatever it is. So I wanted to ask you, um, if you could give any set of permission to our listeners when it comes to their health and wellness, and then related to deployment specifically, Mm -hmm. what would you say? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. (laughs) Um, Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. As a coach, like I'm a sucker for a good question. Um, yeah. So I I think one of the ones, one of the biggest ones we definitely already touched on, which is giving yourself the permission to take small steps. Um, which is honestly like small steps and building up over the uh, up over time is literally how you make sustainable change. Like is like the rule. There's a ton of data on it. Um, But I think, especially when we're thinking about, you know, being a military spouse and taking care of your health and being on deployment, give yourself permission to do something for you. Because again, it can feel like the whole world is on your shoulders and you have to take care of all the things. And if you start putting pressure on yourself of like, oh, like I want to look a certain way when he gets back or, you know, like give yourself permission to, if you're going to change and grow and I'm all about that, but do it for you because that's what you want. Um, again, I don't, I don't think we often give ourselves that, that freedom to go, no, like this is for me. I'm going to get dressed up because I want to look good for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, no, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with everybody because it's, I feel like it's kind of a, it's a typical answer we might give and yet we still don't do it. Mm -hmm. We hear people say that all the time, give yourself (laughs) permission to do something for you, but then enacting it and actually embodying that is a completely different process. (laughs) Oh, totally. Common sense does not equal common practice. Yes. Oh, it's yes. That's amazing. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, well, was there, was there anything else that you wanted to share with, uh, listeners today about what you do, kind of what you offer or any other tips, tricks that you have, uh, experiencing deployment? Sure. Um, one thing that, that did come to mind that we haven't really talked about yet, and this is kind of, it goes both to 
helping you be successful in health, but also helping with kind of some of those challenges with separation during deployment. Again, I mentioned I'm an extrovert. I should not be left alone for long periods of time. That truly was the hardest part of of my husband being gone. Um, combined with COVID isolation, I like I made it to like July of 2020, and then I was like, I am not okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's further along than some of us. <laughs> I, I'm really good at internalizing stress. So it takes a while for it to bubble up to the point where I'm like, oh, this is bad now. <laughs> so that's about how long I made it. But anyway, um, finding community of, of like-minded people, um, to help you through this time. So obviously like in the military community we tend to rely on each other a lot um but that can also sometimes feel a little daunting um i've i've definitely met other spouses where they're like i don't really feel like i fit in with like the spouse group here and because i don't have that built-in support structure i don't know what to do um so being open to kind of reaching outside of that comfort zone outside of that military community if that if that makes sense for you finding that support structure and that's where like going to a gym or or you know doing something like that can be really helpful because if you find people that are like-minded in their health goals it can help you stay accountable um and and it makes the process more fun absolutely so, and i am on that same page like i need the accountability or i'm not going to do it and that's one of my biggest struggles on this deployment is there is nobody around watching if I wake up on time, if I go to bed on time, if I actually go to the gym, if I eat something healthy, if I order in all of those things, nobody is monitoring me, nobody's watching me. And so I've also like lost the accountability as well. So I love that you yeah. said that I, that's the piece that I want to pull out that hopefully listeners really relate to that is so important. And I know a lot of people say like, you got to find your community. You got to, if it's not like hooked into the base or station that you're currently at, maybe it's somewhere else. Maybe it's online. Maybe it is at a gym that has nothing to do with military personnel whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're rolling your eyes, hearing that, that means you need to listen to it. If your immediate reaction is I've heard this before and I don't want to <laughs> do it. That means that you need to do it. Your resistance is trying to tell you something. So oh my gosh, just, yes. <laughs> yeah, I just want to, I just want to like zero in on that because I was there too. I was like, mm -hmm. I don't want people to tell me that I need to find a community of people because I'm fine by myself and I'm great. And who needs that? We yeah. all do. <laughs> it's true. And maybe you start with like one person. Like I made one very close friend during COVID and she was like my COVID buddy, right? And now we're still really good friends, you know? So it doesn't have to be like, now I'm friends with 20 people. It's like, maybe you just find one person that like gets you. <laughs> yeah, that one person could be massive, have like a massive impact on you. It's totally true. Totally, totally. Um, so, and then you asked kind of a little bit more about what I do and uh, the timing of this is actually really great. So I, um, starting Black Friday will be opening enrollment for my, um, uh, Healthy Habits, Happy Life program, which is a 12 week uh, health coaching program. And by the way, I started after the new year, right? Because no one, no one wants to do <laughs> 
No one wants to be like, oh, I have to be beholden to health coaching over the holidays. Like, no, enjoy, enjoy yourself. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy the cocktails. Like I also preach balance if you couldn't tell, but also know that you can commit to a program where how many times have you made that New Year's resolution of, okay, this time it's going to be different. What I find is a lot of time, the problem is DIY doesn't work because there's so much disparate health advice out there. So what I do is, again, help you learn how to create customized habits in those four pillars, food, fitness, sleep, and mindset to your life. So you learn how to sustain them. I tell my clients, I'm like, I, I want you to not need me to be able to sustain a healthy lifestyle without me. Um, so that's kind of the biggest thing that I have coming up. And then for folks that are like, you know, generally like, okay, I, I already kind of have a plan. I'm, I'm already kind of know where I'm going, but I just need that accountability. I do have a membership that is literally like accountability and goal setting um, to, to help kind of scratch that itch too. So um, if people want to learn more, they can my my website is a work in progress i'm currently updating it uh so i recommend just like shooting me a dm um either on instagram or also joining our facebook group uh the healthy women warriors facebook group is for all military women so women in the military community awesome and you can find her um it's on instagram right at ash mcgee coach that's me Okay. And I'll have all of her stuff in the show notes too. So if you want to connect with Ashley further, please do so. Uh, all right. Well, I think we can wrap it on up. I really appreciate you joining me today and hopefully everybody has gleaned the wisdom that you shared and we appreciate having you and thanks so much. Thank you so much, Jayla. This was really a fun conversation. Yay. Appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Bye everybody.